You are listening to the podcast for Nerdy Christians, where faith meets fandom. Welcome to the show for progressive followers of Jesus who also happen to love Hogwarts, Hobbits, and walking in slow motion over mountain passes with musical themes swelling in the background. This is Season 5, Episode 10, D&D Party. I'm Adam Thomas, and I'm very happy to be sitting across the internet from Carrie Combs. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Adam. It's the Welcome end of season the five. End of season five. Yes. Yeah, apparently we're both excited about it. Yeah, this has been an interesting season because we did the first half of the season earlier in the, the spring and summer, and then we took a little break because of various commitments, and we finished the season in the fall. And so it seems like we've been doing season five for a long time. Forever. We've been doing it forever. But hopefully <laughs> it's been a good one. It was fun to look back and go, oh yeah, that was that was this season. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Uh, so today we're having some fun as is our norm at the end of a season, doing a little bit of a lighter episode. And today's episode, D&D Party, uh, party in both senses of the uh, word, we are going to look back at all of the episodes of our show to date, five seasons uh, of the podcast for Nerdy Christians. And we are going to build a D&D party per season out of people we talked about in those seasons. <laughs> So it'll be interesting to see kind of where we don't and we don't know what we're going to say yet. So we're, yeah, we have to not see planned this. <laughs> what happens. And we'll finish off with a couple of uh, reflections on a long way to a small angry planet. Our book for this this season as well. So, Carrie, what's our scripture quote today? Our scripture quotation is from Mark chapter one, verses 16 through 20. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. And our quotation from Nerd Canon comes from the end of the Council of Elrond scene from The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Seven of the nine companions have been chosen. And then Mary says, wait, we're coming too. You'd have to send us home tied up in a sack to stop us. And Pippin says, anyway, you'd need people of intelligence on this sort of mission, quest, thing. Well, that rules you out, Pip, says Mary. And Elrond looks at all of them and says, Nine companions, so be it. You shall be the Fellowship of the Ring. And Pippin, of course, concludes, Great, where are we going? I see why you wanted to do that quotation and left me with the sons of Zebedee because I didn't, wouldn't have done the accents as much. I love Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan. I've listened to their podcast a little bit and it's just zany. They are just silly, oh, okay. silly people who became best friends after being in the Lord of the Rings, which makes me so happy. Um, so we are going to 
talk through some D&D parties. For those of you who don't play in D&D, sorry, you're going to have to start. Um, but uh, Just to understand it. Yeah, a D&D party is usually made up of various characters uh, who are good at various things. So they have a well-rounded party. Uh, there's usually people who are good at um, standing up to the enemy uh, in combat so that they don't take as much damage or they can kind of shield the the combatants they're called the tank you also have the healer which is often a cleric in dungeons and dragons although other classes mm -hmm. can do healing spells as well and then you have classes that can um can do the damage dealing but then also DD &D is not just about combat there's lots of other jobs that characters have like exploration uh lock picking things being sneaky uh being really smart about certain things within the lore of the world there's just lots of different bits and pieces that um, characters can add to a D&D party. Charisma-based people, like you want someone who can actually, the face of the group, the person who can put on the public front, because most of, well, most of the D&D parties I've been in have been a little chaotic and off-putting to apparently a lot of normal-ish people in the world. And so you want that person who can speak in full sentences, stay on topic, and, you know, make your group look better than they actually are mm -hmm. right that right. was supposed to be my last character emmerich because he was a bard but he was bad at it so we had our fighter be the charismatic face instead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right so we're right. going to be working backwards right starting with sure. season yep. five and then this going season. going backwards in time so the i want songs and the villains and the droids, and to some extent, gives us a pretty big cast of characters to draw from. We also talked about Encanto. We talked about Captain America this season. Yeah, a lot on Encanto. <laughs> we talked. We did the Sci-Fi Chaplains episode this season, um, and we talked about the Avengers, the Fellowship of the Ring, and the kids from Stranger Things. So we have all of those people to pick from for our D and D party. So I think we just need to start with Captain America here. Um, just because we did a whole oh, episode you want about him, him. In your party? I want him in my party and I okay, feel like right. I'm going to have other, uh, other opportunities to grab the other Avengers in other seasons, but sure. I want, I want Cap in, in this particular D and D party and he could be the tank, um, because he's so strong and, and, you know, can, you know, hold up it, but he can also be the face of the party. I think, I think he can do both. I think he needs to be the face. I think he could be a fighter. You mm -hmm. know who I want as my tank. What's that? I want Luisa Madrigal, obviously. She's the one who's holding all the pressure on her. That's what the face, that's what the, sorry, that's what the tank does. They absorb all the tension so you, of the party. party. So that's Luisa. Season, your DD party is going to be all from Encanto, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Mirabelle's okay. the cleric. Uh, okay, Luisa, okay. No, her, uh, her mom's the cleric. Isabella's the Drew. Oh, sorry. Her mom's the cleric. Yeah. Isabella is the druid, the druid. Um, <laughs> okay okay well you got Luisa as the tank i think that's perfect right, now that. what, what class Only do one. you think Luisa is i think she'd be barbarian a barbarian because okay. when she lets if she ever needed to protect her family with her super strength i think she could rage in a way that was productive mm -hmm. yeah and helpful I think Captain America is actually a paladin, not a fighter. Oh, like within oh, a D&D world, I think that he he really has that virtuous, you know, a bit a bit about him. So we have Louisa as the tank. Captain America is one of our supporting 
uh, you know, uh, fighters, but honestly, I think he can be the face. All right. So that gets folks from two of our episodes. Um, do we need it? Do we need a droid in here? I feel like we need to have a droid as part of this D and D party, but which droid you is can... the question? Yeah, I would leave that up to you. Okay, I've got my sorcerer cannot be the cannot be the face of this party. No, <laughs> I feel like R2 we have D2 to choose R two D two. R two D two is a perfect rogue. He, he really is. is. He is a perfect rogue. Um, he can he can hack things. He can open doors really well. Mm-hmm. Although he does mess that up a couple of times, like in Empire Strikes Back, Just when a few times. he plugs his his thing into the power socket instead of the other thing. Uh, so we have Aww. we have our rogue is R two D two. Um, so who's All the right, sorcerer from this? Yeah, kind of, kind of controversial, but okay. they come with an accessory or an animal companion, which is Daenerys Targaryen. Mm. I think that her connection with the ancient magic that I would, if she didn't go off the rails at the end of season eight of Game of Thrones <laughs> in Carrie's fantasy land slash what I hope George Martin will write in Winds of Winter if it ever comes out is that magic gets reawakened with the reintroduction of the dragons and she's basically able to do magic and use her dragon for good rather than the destruction of all of King's Landing. Ah, uh, okay. So, and you think she's a sorcerer? I think she is because of the, I think the magic that she would wield in our D&D party is because of heritage rather than study. Um, The other person from the toxic charity person would be Hermione Granger, who is obviously a wizard. So that would be helpful. Easy, easy wizard for Hermione there. Mm -hmm. I think that her, I think that Daenerys might split better in Ranger if she has an animal companion. Oh, maybe. Maybe she could yeah. be multi-class. I mean, but rangers are, are a little bit odd because, yeah, they might have an animal companion, but you wouldn't think of Daenerys as being like somebody who like survives out in the wilderness because, you know, like when she goes to live with the Dothraki, she's like, I have no idea what's going on, at least early on in gets, the story. She, yeah, she gets good at it. It's better at it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So rangers uh, an odd class in general. It is. I'm hoping with the next uh, evolution of D&D as it's coming out in 2024, they might have done some more things mm. to make the Ranger a little more playable. All right. So we need a healer from this season and we have our sci-fi chaplain. So I think we might pull our healer from here. I'm remembering the D&D party you had um, last season and you actually had L from Stranger Things as the sorcerer, which I thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then you had um, one of the chaplain, one of the people from Becky Chambers' uh, uh, record of a spaceborn few um, mm-hmm. as the chaplain. So we could pull from from that group again uh, for our for our our healer, uh, our cleric. Um, but uh, I'm not sure what where else we would go. I think just maybe Cap's got to pack some healing spells in addition to being a good paladin, right? That's what they yeah, are good at doubling do. as. Yeah, right, right. They the only better thing because otherwise yeah. my other party is kind of the yeah. The real up. challenge with paladins as the main healer is that they don't have access to like the revivifying magic, the the magic mm. that actually can bring people back from from the dead early in the campaign, like at level five, because paladins have good access to third level spells until the level nine character. So. Got Usually it. you need a bard or a druid or a, or a cleric that can have those spells. Um, all right. So let's make sure. Let's see what our what our uh, party is here. You had Hermione. Well, we had two people from that episode. Are we okay pulling two from the same episode? I don't know oh, what the I rules ditched, are yet. I, um, 
there's no rules. No we, rules. Do we include a villain? We feel like we, you know, villains. Yeah, I don't know. Important. Yeah, villains. I just don't know why. I don't want an evil. I don't want an evil <laughs> I mean, character. Killmonger. I don't want an evil character in my D and D party. That's um, true. What about someone who gets um, avenged, like or um, re rehabilitated, like Zuko? What would he be? Ah, Zuko. Zuko, I think, is a pretty easy sort of monk fighter. You know, martial mm. class, obviously, okay. probably a monk. Uh, I do like Zuko in the party after he is rehabilitated. That would be interesting. There you go. All right, let's let's yeah. Zuko can round out our party all uh, right. from the villain episode. Mm. And we'll just ignore all the I want songs. Um, so we have Louisa is our tank. She's a barbarian. We have Captain America as our paladin and, and kind of off healer. And then we have uh, Daenerys and Hermione, uh, wizard and either sorcerer, ranger, maybe multi-class. And then Zuko rounding it out with uh, as a fighter in R2-D2. Um, roguing it up. I love that party. Mm. That makes me really happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, I need to write down these parties as we go, uh, or else I'm going to forget them. Um, All right. So we're at season five. That's the one that's freshest in our minds and presumably the, the minds of our beloved listener. Now we're going to go back in time and see how much we remember about season four, which was a little Moana. There was still, still when we were talking Moana, we talked about the Mandalorian WandaVision, we we did Chronicles of Narnia. Mm -hmm. um, okay, we can definitely pull somebody the in from there. alignment system, which could uh -huh. be rich. Yeah. And Last Jedi. So yeah. there's a we lot have a to the... a couple of Star Wars ones here, yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. Who's our first... Who would be our tank from season four? So we're going to start with the tank. Okay. Um, let's just look here. Um, tanks from season I've, four. I mean, who, who do you think? Would Mando be more of a tank or a ranger? I don't know yeah, I, what yeah, he could, is, but yeah, I want him fit, on my party. Yeah, I definitely want the Mandalorian in, because this is the only time we have to put the Mandalorian in one of these parties, mm -hmm. um, because he's not in any of the other seasons. Um, Bingo. And I don't think we should be duplicating people. That's part of the game, I think. Yeah, so the Mandalorian is yeah. definitely in the party, but let's see. And he could tank, I think, with his armor, right? Um, and he he could be a, yeah. a fighter or, or a ranger or... A, uh, yeah, he, he he could fit in a couple different classes. Um, but let's see if there might be another tank in here that we could get. I don't think we should be allowed to like choose Aslan. Um, oh, sure. I, just, I think Aslan's a little bit God. too powerful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we did come talk on, about give us Lewis Aslan. quite a bit in this, uh, in this season uh, with a million alien gospels and into the wardrobe in a row. Um, all right, so I have one from the scapegoating episode, which I think should be in the Ooh. party, and that is somebody from N.K. Jemisin's uh, Broken Earth. Um, okay. the, the main character has like four different names throughout the story, so I'm yeah. kind of blanking yep. on what her name is. Uh, I'll I'll look it up in a little bit, um, but I think she she really fits in as some sort of magic user, but. I'm not really sure what what D and D class she would be. The ability to stone shape and and maybe there's a druidic magic druid? in there. I think maybe yeah. a druid without the shape without the animal shaping. Um, yeah. So so the druid. Um, what is her name? It, she's got three of them. Yeah, she does. Okay. Anyway, that and half character, the time she's being referred to as you. You right. <laughs> second person. So okay. All right. So we have the Mandalorian the main character. Yeah, from we the have Broken the Earth trilogy. Oh, you're keeping track Earth. of it. I don't have to uh, write this down. 
Oh, yeah, we're on the same document on our computers here. Your typing's quieter than mine. <laughs> okay, and let's see. Um, now, we are going to talk about Moana again in season two. Do we want to save I would. I'm saving somebody? Moana. Okay, because I, I'm pretty sure you had Maui in your in your party last yes, I did. year as the druid. So obviously we could do that again. Um, but, but that's uh, boring. But <laughs> all right. What, who, who from WandaVision do we want in our party? I mean, vision, right? Obviously vision. See, but the interesting thing about vision in WandaVision is that vision isn't vision in WandaVision. He's oh, like, he's man. like a construct of her, yeah. of her psyche. And then they get that weird yucky vision at the end yeah so i guess i mean we could because okay. he is technically in it though because they do the flashback so he is definitely there mm. uh if we wanted a villain we could bring in agatha as another uh as a maybe a warlock uh agatha yeah, harkness would we but she's a bad guy we don't hanging want out with her, <laughs> yeah, her. She's, no. she's obnoxious um and great then, theme song though indeed indeed uh and wanda herself also sort of fits into that warlock zone right because her powers were uh, she has this kind of connection to the Mind Stone through her mm-hmm. power. She, she could be a sorcerer or a, or a warlock, I think. Um, well, and so again, the difference between warlock and sorcerer is warlocks discover their power through a pact with an otherworldly being. Sorcerers are born into it either in D&D through draconic ancestry or by some, maybe their ancestor had relationships with uh, another otherworldly being. So... Um, the pact versus the heritage is where we're talking about. So L being a sorcerer because she was born with that power versus Wanda, who kind of has the influence from an outside source. Yeah. So she would be a warlock then in, mm-hmm. in D&D. Yeah. So she could be Wanda. Yeah. You, you want to go with Wanda? Okay. All right. So Wanda is our, is our warlock. Wanda Maximoff. I like that. Oh, I could also, I could also go with uh, Maria, um, uh, Rambo, mm-hmm. Monica, Monica Rambo. Sorry, the daughter. Yeah. I always get them mixed daughter. up. The daughter is in is in WandaVision, and yeah. she starts starts getting her powers during that show, which would be interesting. But let's keep let's keep with Wanda here. So we have uh, a druid with the character from the Broken Earth. Um, I'm just typing because I'm just I don't want to keep saying that. Yeah. Her name is Essen. Cool. Essen. Essen or Demaya or Cyanite. They're all the same person. <laughs> Depending on what phase of her life you're reading about. Thanks. Um, NK Jemison. Yeah. So we'll say Essen because that's the that's what I think that's what she is named as the book begins. Yes. Um, from the, the modern day is is she's she's named Essen. Mm-hmm. Um Demaya when she's a kid and Cyanite when she's part of the group of um stone shapers i can't remember what what are they called Um, yeah yeah i can remember the i can remember the 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 pejorative name but not what they're actually called right now origins (laughs) it's there it's in my brain pulled it out of your brain somewhere it's in your brain it's not in mine apparently we have the mandalorian we have s and we have wanda maximoff do we have a healer in this uh oh how about lucy from she has the little bottle, She's got the bottle. of healing Perfect. stuff. Lucy from Lucy is the healer. Chronicles of Narnia. Lucy Pevensey. I always want That's to say Peveril my... now, now that 
because of Harry <sighs> Potter, Pevensey and Peveril mess me up now. All right, so we have Mandalorian, Essen, Wanda Maximoff, Lucy, Pevensey. Let's get one, at least one more into this party. Um, the um, alignment episode, which is mm-hmm. season four, episode four, is very rich. We talked about a lot of people. I would like to propose Tony Stark as an artificer. Ooh, okay. Because I, I think like that would an make artificer. this party very dynamic. I also okay. think he could be the face in a lot of ways. Him oh, or Lucy. Yeah. Can you imagine them tag teaming <laughs> like a difficult situation, trying to talk their way past some guards? And first it's Tony Stark, and then it's like mm-hmm. this sweet little British girl. Of course you want to let her in to do whatever mission they're doing. I love, I love, I just love the idea of Tony Stark and Lucy from the Chronicles of Narnia having a conversation. That yeah, would be no, hilarious. Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> With Essen like in the corner just yeah, glaring just, at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and trying Hanging out not with to, Mando. Trying, yeah, they those two would just stand there and not say anything to each other for the whole the whole game. I love that. At some point, we're gonna have to get some of our friends together to do one shots of of these of these Perfect. games where you all take on a different personality. <laughs> all right, so I think you're right. Mandalorian or Iron Man could be the tank in this grouping, mm-hmm. um, and then Lucy is the healer. Uh, and Wanda and Essen, they both have quite a lot of power. This is a powerful group right here. Yeah, it uh, is. of this team, I think Mando is actually the weakest character here. <laughs> I mean, not accounting obviously Lucy's a little girl, but she becomes queen of Narnia. Yeah, you know? and also everyone cool. would want to protect her. Right, like, and yeah, Mando they would circle up. Mando and Essen are both, and Wanda. Oh, that's really interesting. And Tony. Oh my They're gosh, all the other so characters in this story are all parents. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Lucy's and we gave them a not kid. not going to get touched. Yeah, there's not going to be a hair on her head that is out of place. This Tony's is perfect. Gonna, Tony's going to be like, I love you 3,000. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> okay, I really oh. like that party. Let's let's keep going. Perfect. Let's we go get... ahead and skip season three and three quarters because that would just be all Harry Potter characters and I don't want to do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. No. Season three, we talked about Captain Marvel, Inside Out, Stranger Things, Frozen, Star Trek, all of Star Trek too, so we had a lot to all we can pull up. and Lord of the Rings, and then we did talk about D and D, but we don't need to add anybody from there. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. not gonna put one of our own characters in a in a D and D party. Um, all right, so let's see who do we want to pull in here. Um, you need from, Gandalf. From these. You want Gandalf in as the as the. I mean, and, is, if can I had we to pick... choose Gandalf, though, I mean, he's kind yeah. of in the Aslan category, isn't he? I mean, he's so powerful. Are are considered like? Aslan eh, I mean they're not level. they're not Valar so Aslan yeah. I do think Aslan is probably more powerful than Gandalf because he created Narnia and I don't think Gandalf could just literally create Middle Earth he's just so, very powerful yeah. maybe he's a higher level character I mean you've seen those that series of tweets of like Lord of the Rings is just basically a D&D adventuring story yeah if you haven't oh, yeah, read yeah. That, that please have. google it's it hilarious. it's hilarious it's really funny yeah it's basically like Gandalf is like one of their roommates, higher level characters from another campaign that but they yeah. travel a lot. So they're like, oh, I just yeah, pop he in leaves, for yeah, the session. Yeah, he just pops in for a session here and there. It's really funny. Yeah. And then and then he goes to do like music gigs somewhere else. So they burn his character sheet and then he comes back and is like, uh, I need a new character. So Gandalf, Gandalf the, White. the White. Yeah. All right. So, OK, we can bring in Gandalf. All but right. if, if we come up with another wizard from this season, we can swap him out for another member of the Fellowship. Fine. Um. Okay. Um, we we have to put Captain Marvel on this team, right? I mean, she's insane. Yeah, no, she was also part of one of our teams last level. year. 
yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So she can also be, I think, the face of the party. She's she's very charismatic, I think. Mm-hmm. She's um, trustworthy. She's mm-hmm. responsible. Mm-hmm. So who was the face of our, we said Tony and Lucy can tag team the face in season four. OK, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So who from Stranger Things do we want to pull in and who from Frozen do we want to pull in on this party? <sighs> Elsa's the obvious choice from yeah. Frozen, but it's almost too obvious. How about, I don't, how about don't Olaf too many... as the face? Ooh. I mean, he would be a good face. Oh, He's no. kind of a bard, no, right? No, he wouldn't. Olaf, is, oh, Olaf single-handedly gets the people to understand what happened in, in movie one by doing a whole play about it in Frozen 2, which makes people tear up at the end. Their parents are dead. <laughs> Okay, well, oh, we can Lana. hold Olana. <laughs> well, I'm going to put Olaf on the list for now, but we can cut him if we have All right, to. No, we can have Olaf. Because I think he'd be a good bard. It... Oh, and he does get a permafrost under underlayer in the second movie, so he would be able to travel into warmer climates. That's important. Right. right. He will not so, become a puddle. Okay. What about somebody? Would is, Can we pull in one of the emotions from Inside Out here? I just, I don't really know how that would work in a D&D party. Yeah, totally. They can exist outside of if uh, presuming they could exist outside of Riley's head. Okay. Which I think they could. Can we can it be anger as our barbarian for this party? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who else would we want? All right. And I then... mean, I would want Bing Bong just so he has an existence. Oh, Bing Bong. Oh, Bing Bong. But anger is fine. Okay. Well, let's. Let, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put Bing Bong too, and then we can sort because this 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 season seems <laughs> to have a lot of people we could choose. Um, from Stranger Things, you know, L is really the only one with like superpowers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we and we had her in a party last year, but I think she's such an inspired choice for this for that sorcerer. She's just so good. She is, but if we already have Gandalf and Captain Marvel, yeah. it's a very magic heavy party. I would like to propose. Okay. Nancy as okay. the rogue. A Nancy Nancy rogue. She's okay. like she's kind of sneaky. She mm-hmm. can like she can also be a good face. She's determined. Okay. Um, I think she could be at, at a little bit of a balance to this otherwise very off the charts strange party. <laughs> Nancy Wheeler. Nancy being pretty thoroughly normal. Her or Steve, I would say. Or Steve. I like Steve's either more one. like a fighter. Yeah. Steve. What's Steve's last name? Steve. Steve. Harrington. I, Harrington. Oh my gosh, that's oh, good God, job. Yeah, you, you yeah I know that. that. <laughs> yeah. All right. You remembered um, Essen, right? So I did. Well, no, I looked that up. I re- I remembered. Um, you remembered origin. I remember origin. Yeah. All right. That's so that's Stranger Things. Do we want to pull in somebody from Star Trek in this uh, in this party as well? What, so what are we? What about are we Star missing? Trek and gender. We don't so have. We, a, had... we don't have a doctor here. We don't have a cleric. Mm. And we did talk about Doctor Crusher. Because she, we a little bit because we talked about that episode where the trills are introduced, but they didn't really understand yep. trills yet. So we mm-hmm. could bring in Doctor Crusher um, as our cleric. I think again, she would be a good counterpoint to the more magical, mm-hmm. bizarre fantasy creatures that are Olaf and Anger <laughs> slash Bing Bong. <laughs> Just we're, we're we're we have extremes of real people versus fake people. Yeah. Can you imagine Doctor Crusher talking to anger? She would just be so patient, so with soothing, him, yeah. but also kind of you know hard on him. I think that I want 
anger okay, just anger. so he could interact. <laughs> All right. So so here we go. This is a an interesting party. Um we have Gandalf, Captain Marvel, Olaf. Who's we don't is Captain Marvel the tank here? No, I think anger is. Anger's the tank. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, yeah, the yeah, barbarian. The barbarian. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. So and then do we want uh Nancy or Steve? I want Nancy, but you want Nancy. I kind of want Steve. I I just want his interactions with Captain Marvel and Doctor Crusher. Ooh, that would be. See, we're also we're talking in terms of party balance, in terms of skill level, using words like tank and healer. They also each then get a class, but we're also talking about personality balancing because that's that's something that emerges in a, a regular party. Like you don't intentionally create your characters to balance off of each other but that's one of the fun things about playing D&D is you discover it along the way like oh my character's rough exterior really shines when put up against this person's erudite uh very intelligent person and there's this fun interaction there um so because we're planning this out of our heads we can imagine those interactions that would come out in a play session yeah so can we have steve I'll here can we have I'll Steve? I'll give you Steve. Yay. Um, all right. Very cool. What would all Steve right. think about Olaf? Would he try to babysit or protect him? I think he would just be like, you know, amused by him. Olaf, Olaf and and um Dustin have a similar energy. I think. They do. They do. <laughs> and we would Steve's, become best buds yeah. and have a whole handshake with him. Right, right. I also think that, you know, Steve. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like Steve Harrington here, and he can be the face as well. He, 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 yeah, as, yeah. As, uh, Olaf wants to be the face of the party, but Steve is the face of the party. But Olaf keeps kind of stepping in front of him and starting the conversations, yeah. right? And Gandalf's in the back, just Dr. kind of Crusher, face planting. And she swoops in when it all goes to pot. Yeah. Because when it comes down to it, Steve is still a teenager. Right. Doctor Crusher brings that sort of mature perspective. And Captain Marvel cleans it up in case anything really goes off the rails. Actually, Gandalf and Captain Marvel have the similar situation you were talking about with the D&D party with Gandalf, because they both kind of exit the story and come back when they mm -hmm. need to. <laughs> so those are the two characters that just sort of show up when they have when they want to and then and then leave. All right. These are <laughs> all three of these parties have been very, very different. Which is kind of hilarious. Okay. I like that though. Season two was our shortest season. Uh, we talked about grief in Avengers Endgame, wayfinding in Moana, redemption, return of the Jedi, reconciliation in <sighs> Brave. This was a fun season. I really enjoyed this season. Mm -hmm. We we really targeted certain movies and and particular and themes. themes in those movies, which was cool. Um, we even repentance got a little bit of alliteration. Yeah, yeah. And all those R's, idolatry and in Indiana Jones. All right, so we can basically just pick a character from each of these. And we already took Tony Stark for another party. So we're going to have to come up with <gasps> somebody it. else from from uh, Iron Man. Um, all right. Which is, or skip it completely. We'll see. All right, so you wanted to start with Moana. So who who from Moana is in this party? Oh, I was actually going to start with Brave. I think the oh, okay. obvious choice is Merida as mm -hmm. a ranger. Merida is definitely you a ranger. Also, do the mom as a druid because she's in a bear form for most of the movie. She doesn't particularly like it. Yeah, but I think yeah. I want Merida. Yeah, just well, because I want Merida she's in this party. Feisty. Yeah, she really she she's and she could be a face as well. Um, mm -hmm. Let's hold on to we'll we'll plug in the last slot with Avengers because there's just a lot of characters in that movie. Yep. Um, so let's uh, let's see. Um, 
Indiana Jones needs to be in this party because he's amazing and he yeah, is very yeah. much that. Um, I don't know what his class is, but he, this I think this is going to be the lowest magic party that we have. Mm-hmm. If season three was like a high magic party. I think this is our low magic party, but he could also fill that kind of rogue, you know, yep. expertise kind of. But I love the thing I love about Indiana Jones is that he's not really good at anything. Like he bungles mm. things all throughout his movies. Like he tries to jump over the thing and then lands and catches his light. And he's like, oh, and his wind gets knocked out of it. Right. Or he's going to fight that big guy and with the airplane. And he's just like, mm-hmm. and he gets, he gets his butt handed to him in that fight. And <laughs> the only reason the guy he wins is that the, is that the guy's kind of taunting him when the airplane propeller comes by, you know? So Indiana Jones is a great character because he's not all that good at what he does. He's got low dexterity. Yeah, strangely enough. Except when um, it comes for grabbing his hat out from a closing right. door. The hat doesn't go anywhere, right? Okay, so we have Indiana Jones and Merida. He, I think that yeah. Indy would be a good rogue. Um, not in terms of like we think of them as being like sneaky scumbags, which part of this is fun because we get to move beyond the stereotypes of each class. But just in that he's good at a lot of things. He also might have a bit of bard in there in that he's, he's inspires his um, students mostly because he's handsome, but that's important. Um, And the bards have the feature Jack of all trades where they get half proficiency in everything. So Indiana Jones, you're right. He's it's not that he's bad at things. It's that he's he's good at everything, but not great at anything. He really mm-hmm. is a jack of all trades. Like he can do everything, but not as well as somebody else might be able to do one thing. So we have Merida, we have Indiana Jones. Um, who are we pulling in from Return of the Jedi? Hmm. We have Luke, we have Leia. We can't have Han Solo because we already have Harrison Ford. <laughs> By I the rules want, I have just I... made up. <laughs> I was thinking that could be spectacular, uh, but that's two just different because Harrison I really Ford like characters. Harrison Fords. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would love having um, either Luke or Leia or Lando or Wicket from the, the Ewok would be fun. Um, oh, yeah. Wicked. Or Chewie. Chewie could be our tank. Ooh, yes, let's have and Chewie. Th- and then we would Plus, have Chewbacca. Plus, he and Indiana Jones yeah. would <laughs> right. have a good bro energy. Right, And yeah. I think Merida uh. would relate to him well because he's a furry, sentient creature like her mother. She's already, she won't be upset or put off by Chewbacca being a Wookiee, even though she's never seen, she's from Scotland, she would never have seen any like extraterrestrials before. She would, she would be able to roll with it, Got which it. is important. Yeah. And Chewie would again a barbarian. Uh, tanks don't have to be barbarians, but barbarians are really the the best tanks. They just they're they, they really so make good. the best tanks. They have a lot of hit points, and when they're raging, they take half damage, which basically doubles their hit points unless they're taking magical damage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. So Chewie, Indiana Jones, Merida. Again, no magic yet, unless you mm. have like the little magic spells from Merit from Brave. Um, but where else are we? Who who else do we have here? And we um, can go into Moana, yep. I think. Um, so we have Mao if we want him, but we could also just take Moana if we just want to have a no magic party. That would be really interesting. Well, well, here's the thing. If they were in our party, would they get magic? Well, that's the question. If they were in that yeah. class. Do well, you well, do what, the... But Barbarian and, and Rogue, uh, Merida would get access to a little bit of magic with Ranger, but Rogues, mm-hmm. and, rogues and, and Barbarians don't natively have magic. Yep. 
Um, and Moana, I think, also kind of fits that ranger mode. That's where I'm I'm wondering if Grandma Tala would okay. be a good addition sure. as a cleric. As the healer. Even as though cleric, she does yeah. not actually actively wield magic in the film, were she in a D&D party, I think that's the class that she would have. And I think she would be a good balance to this party again. Yeah. I can I can just imagine her kind of soothing, soothing Chewy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we have Merida, Indiana Jones, Chewbacca, Grandma Tala. Um, let's pull in an Avenger. We need an Avenger in this group. Um, if we wanted an, again, no magic Avengers, we would we would look for like Hawkeye or or Black Widow. Um, but again, we already, are they, we already are they more rangery? Yeah. yeah. Well, again, I think that if you want to look at it, I think Black Widow is more rogue and Hawkeye is more ranger. Just based on their mm-hmm. on their skill sets, um, both of which we've already yeah. filled, unfortunately. unfortunately what are those slots are left? Are, are yeah. We can't have so we, we have, can't have Cap. Yeah, we already used Cap and Tony. There's the Hulk, um, which oh. oh, there's Thor. I feel like Thor it has to be the one that fits into this party. Oh somehow. yeah, Thor is a sorcerer. Yeah, Sor- sorcerer. Yeah, or yeah, Thor could also kind of. Nah, he's not really a paladin. He's he's, no. he's too self centered. <laughs> He should be a paladin, but he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, yeah. I like Thor as I like sorcerer. Thor this party. I like it's yeah. a little magic in. Yeah, and he and he and Chewie, I think, would have a fun rapport. About, oh yeah, you know, him and cause... Indy would get to loggerheads though, and then you'd have to have Grandma Tala come in and force them apart. Thor speaks Groot, <laughs> right? Remember, he he had learned Groot as an elective in uh, in Asgard. I did not remember great, that, a, but now I have. Great, Thank you. It's a great little moment in Avengers Infinity War where he comes in at the end battle in Wakanda and you know blows everybody up, and then Groot yep, says, yep. "I am Groot," and, and Thor and Thor understands him. <laughs> I do um, remember that now. Um, so maybe he can understand Shirawook, which is the language Wiki speak. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, Merida, Indian Jones, Chewbacca, Grandma Tala, and Thor. I think that's fun. Mm. Um, we didn't pull we anybody in one from more. one more in from um, Iron Man. Um, Pepper Potts. Pepper. Pepper. Uh, she's what the organizer. She <laughs> she's she's the bard. Yeah. Maybe. How about Agent Colson? Oh God! Agent, yeah. No. Agent right. Coulson. Sorry, Pepper. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Agent Colson. Agent Colson. I just need I need a little bit of Clark Gregg in my life here because I love yep. that actor. No, that's good. All right. Agent Coulson. That's this a is a really party. funny party. <laughs> Thor's the only one with like over like magic in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's and he's this weird thing because his magic is kind of sorcerer's like, but he's also a fighter. You know, he's yeah. very much a, you know, clobber them kind of guy. Well, and I like I like that this seems like a very charismatic party. Like this is a, a very, I imagine they would do really well in a city environment where they have to kind of split up and come back together versus like the season four with Lucy Pevensey and the, and the very powerful people. I could see them like doing epic out on the edge of society quests. These are the people that you want when you're doing like a trolling through a city, solving crimes. Right, right. I would yeah, see that that's, working That's more well. like, yeah, the, the solving crimes kind of, yeah. All right. Very cool. I love how all these parties are so different. All right, season mm-hmm. one is going to be... That was a good season, yeah, too. Yeah, that was super fun. Season one is going to be tricky because we talked about just so many people because Carrie and I were trying to both demonstrate our nerd shops to you, our listeners, 
by talking about all <laughs> kinds of topics, but also we were trying to feel our way into how what the show was going to look like, mm-hmm. um, which is why in season two, we made a, a conscious decision to talk about one thing each episode as opposed to doing kind of catch all topics. So in season yeah. one, we talked about pilots, dragons, MacGuffins, princesses, mentors, tricksters, uh, and the chosen one. Um, so can I start with the healer on this one? Sure. Go for it. Okay. Can it be Aragorn? Because the oh, hands absolutely. of a king are the hands of a healer. Yes, please have right. Aragorn in this. I want Aragorn in my party. He can also be the face. Um, totally. And um, and he and he kind of lives in that same kind of he's really kind of a cleric in that sense as well, because mm-hmm. he is a fighting a martial class. But then he has that healing capability too. could be paladin or cleric. Um, this might be breaking the game okay. on the level of Valar like, versus Maiar. Oh okay. I'd be curious your take on that. <laughs> sure. but we also talked about tricksters. Okay. And I was wondering if we could include Q from Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I, knew, I was powerful? wondering if Q was going to come the up doctor. in one of these. We also talked about the doctor in this episode. Yeah, I think I'd rather Actually, have the doctor than Q because Q also is just so chaotic that yeah, he, that's he, true. Would he wouldn't be hard to to pin down. Um, but I would I would totally pick up the doctor from Doctor Who, and that would be super fun to have in this in this party. Would we have to pick a particular yeah, incarnation? Why don't we put Doctor Who in? And then mm-hmm. after we balance out the party, we can pick which doctor is going to fit the best. Okay. okay. We had spoken about Matt Smith's, I think that's what, mm-hmm. 10, 11? 11, doctor? yeah. 10. We talked about 11. 10 and 11. We talked about Matt Smith and David Tennant, I think. Look at you remembering things from several years ago before the pandemic. Right. I don't, I, I don't know if we did that, that but existed. I think oh, if okay. I were talking about a trickster doctor, I would talk about both of them. Um, but I'm not sure. I can't quite remember. So we have um, a healer in Aragorn. Uh, a The doctor is, again, a, that jack of all trades bard. So much. He's very bard. much a bard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we need a princess in this group. We need maybe a mentor. Totally. Are we going to bring in Yoda? Is Yoda going to be in the party? I want Yoda. Okay. And then I want from the chosen one, I yeah. want Buffy. Buffy, okay. Yeah. Yes. I don't want Harry Potter. I we don't want We could just pick Daenerys. all chosen ones. <laughs> no, that's boring. That's against so the rules that we've decided Buffy, to make up for ourselves. Right. Okay. So Buffy and Aragorn are both from the chosen one episode, but that's all right. I can't find the show notes for the cho- for the princess one. Where like oh, I've got it out of we didn't have a, a standardized naming system right. for our show notes before. <laughs> Um, so do we need a character? I, I think we should pull in somebody from the dragons episode for, and I'm wondering, do we want hiccup from how to train your dragon? And, and then of Absolutely. course, bringing in, um, uh, toothless, toothless and hiccup kind of our package deal. I need a party with toothless. Cause I love that. He's just one of my favorite non-human characters in all of fiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to bring in some of like the Dragon Riders of Pern in this, but I don't know if any of those characters would get along particularly well with this group. I think actually the Pern, the Pernese are a little bit on their, well, they're literally on their own planet. I don't think they'd do well. So let's pick, Hiccup is a great person on this. Okay. Okay. Um, do we have a princess that we want to bring into this party? We haven't picked Leia yet. Okay. She's still there. Yeah. Um. Buttercup is very handy. She? Prince Buttercup. Isn't Wait, she? Why no. Why is she she's handy? Just... She's, she's a sack of flour the whole movie. 
Never mind. I haven't seen anything. Princess Bride <laughs> in a long time. All right, fine. I want Mulan. <laughs> yes, Mulan <laughs> is 100% me, in this. Look what you this. made me do. <laughs> <laughs> of course Mulan's in this party. Now, I think, does Mulan live in the artificer space as well? Kind of yes, fighter slash artificer? Uh, totally. um, because she's very creative and good yeah, at mechanical. Right. Yep. I love, yes, definitely Mulan. I think Mulan and Buffy could have really good, like, kind of friction energy before they end up becoming best friends. Yeah, they could be good at like sparring with each other too, mm-hmm. you know, and training. Um, all right. Do we need to pull in a pilot? I feel like the pilots just sort of sit in their crafts and fly around. I, I don't know. We already have Toothless and Hiccup. <laughs> I mean, we can't really bring an X-Wing into this, can we? Can we bring Starbuck? We could bring Starbuck. Again, Starbuck lives be... in that same Buffy Mulan space. <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah yeah i like I, I like the idea of having like these characters who have very strong personalities you know these strong female characters kind of figuring out their relationships with each other is interesting well, yeah i imagine hiccup would have no idea what to do what to with do? any of these women <laughs> well it's interesting too because in how to train your dragon he is in love with uh, astrid who is very much mm-hmm. in the same space mm-hmm. you know uh so if and I, does Astrid get the white mm-hmm. uh, Night Fury mm-hmm. in the third movie? I've only seen it once. So they if we do. really just wanted this to just be Aragorn and a bunch of Thanks. awesome ladies, we could do Astrid instead of Hiccup. But I kind of like the idea of Hiccup, like, going, wait, wait, what's going on? Wait, so would we want the Jodie Foster incarnation of Doctor Who? Yeah. So it really was not just Jody, all... Wh- not well, Jodie Foster. Jodie Whittaker. No. <laughs> What's her name? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. I don't know people. The most recent Doctor, most recent which doctor. unfortunately the series has suffered from terrible writing and yeah, it's stopped not, watching. It's not great. I don't know. I I, I, th- I think we could bring in either Matt Smith or David Tennant into this group. I think, I think we want the Matt Smith because he... I... Th- I found the romance with Do- with the Tenth Doctor to be kind of unusual and strange, and I, I get why they put it there. But I, I like that Matt Smith is like, "I'm just going to be your friend. That is what we are doing here." And like they kind of hint about that with, um, Rose uh, with the, uh, not Rose. You're talking about yeah. Um, what's her name? Uh, Amy. Amy, Pond, Amy Pond. Yeah, Amy Pond. Um, they kind of go there, but then she's in love with Rory the whole time. So I like that they hint at it and then they just completely go into like, this is what the doctor companion relationship is and needs to be. Mm-hmm. And his, and his love affairs with River Song, the, you yeah. know, the backwards love affair that the, they're doing. Yeah. So do we want to bring in a mentor? This is a big party, but we, we could have seven. Mm. Um, we talked about, I, I mentioned Yoda kind of offhand. Um, not sure how Yoda fits into this group. I can't remember what other mentors did we talk about. We talked about Obi-Wan. We talked about Yoda. Mm-hmm. Who else have we talked about? We missed talking about Uncle Iroh, which still I'm still mad about that because he is just the perfect mentor character in fiction. Um, Shepherd Book. We talked about Giles, Shepherd Book. Morpheus. And, well, we can't do Giles Charles and Buffy. Xavier. Charles Xavier. Charles Xavier. Charles <laughs> Xavier. Be an interesting addition to this party. Um yeah, yeah, I, I like him with his psionics. That's that's a kind of a niche D and D thing. Mm. Professor X. Or, okay, I like that. What, or what? M- Mrs. Who, Mrs. What's It, and Mrs. Witch from A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> Can we get a three for one? All three. I don't. I mean, I think we already have Hiccup and Toothless. Let's go with Professor X. I think that's an yeah. interesting. All right, Aragorn. 
Doctor Who, Matt Smith version, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Hiccup and Toothless, Mulan, Starbuck from the Battlestar Galactica, and Professor X. Now, do we do we have classes for these? I think Aragorn, we we had him in the Cleric Paladin space. Doctor Who's mm-hmm. a bard. Um, Buffy Buffy's is a fighter. A fighter. Fighter monk. Um, yeah, I think monk can, she could kind of live in that monk space as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Hiccup and Toothless are in that same kind of ranger druid space and also artificer he he's an inventor so he and mulan oh, yeah. would have that kind of that in common really right right yeah so he's in that he could be a bunch of different classes um mulan as well starbuck is again kind of barbarian fighter i um, think barbarian would work Plus- yeah you need the hit points we need the hit points right uh because we don't this this party doesn't have a classic tank um again though aragorn the paladin and cleric could serve as a tank if they need to mm-hmm. they can tank and heal which is interesting professor x um is it can be the face of this party as well there's a lot of faces oh, in this party totally. too depending on what you need for the situation you do you have the doctor for the mm-hmm. charm and you have professor x for like the um reason and then mm-hmm. starbeck for the, the the intimidation and muscle um yeah, aragorn yeah. for the like quietly inspiring parts of the journey. Mulan, because she's she's also charming and well, she's awkwardly charming. Yeah. Yeah. It work with the interesting Buffy's party, yeah. very friendly. Yeah. And charismatic. And so basically everyone but Hiccup is going yeah, to be Hiccup able to be the not, face. <laughs> he has he has a charisma <laughs> of like five. Let the toothless do all the talking. Right, exactly. All right. So there you have it five D parties all with very different which one is your favorite like which one would you want to do a one shot of the lucy pevensey one lucy i think so too that one really is just so fun (laughs) it would be hard because two of the characters would barely speak yeah i like that one but i also think the gandalf captain marvel olaf anger steve harrington and dr crusher one would be really that would be fun fun one as well that's a wrap on our D&D party. Hope you enjoyed that. We're going to just do a quick couple of quick hits now uh, on the uh, wrap up of the long way to a small angry planet. Uh, so, Carrie, mm-hmm. why don't you lead us off here? We had both read this book before, but always it's a different experience going through a deep dive and looking at it with a certain amount of um, theological reflection in the brain. So what character did you learn the most from this time around? I think it was probably Dr. Chef. I don't think I really considered Mm. Dr. Chef a main character the first time I read it because so much more time is spent with Rosemary and Ashby and and the other characters. But Dr. Chef does get some POV moments, but he's always there. Mm -hmm. He's always present. He's always supportive. Mm. I I really love Mm -hmm. that he is just that bedrock, that supporting character for everybody else um, and understands how to take care of himself. And I think that's a really important thing. You know, he was one of our sci-fi chaplains, right? So um, how do we as pastors, you know, live in that supportive space, but also know how to take care of ourselves? That's that's something to continue learning. What about you? Um, I think Corbin's story actually shot like lifted to the surface for me the most, mostly because of the absolute horror of being in the Quaylen jail as a really painful scene to listen to. And well, I listened to it also to read with your eyes Um, and something about his conversation with his father where they don't come to a reconciliation, but they do at least 
air some issues that they hadn't really ever talked about before. Um, and like I said, I would be most curious to see what his next steps of hanging out with Sissix for a year, um, becoming friends at towards the end, maybe, or just companions with um, the now singular Cyanat of Ohan. So I think I was just, I was very curious about Corbin this time around, whereas the first time I was like, I just hate this guy. Yeah. This he, guy's he, the worst. But now I know foil. more. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Good Corbin. What, um, what for you was revealed in this, not just character, but like plot world building. What was, what stuck out with you with the whole book in general, this reread that you didn't notice before? Every time there was something about interspecies conflict or sensitivity and how they go about handling all of that. Mm. Um, and you had mentioned a couple of times how when certain characters get upset or or stressed, they get more specious. Mostly Kizzy. Mostly I had Kizzy, noticed yeah. it in Kizzy's yeah. perspective specifically, yeah. So I think that was really interesting is, is just how much of this story is about um, if you transport it to the real world how we interrelate with people who have different backgrounds and identities and experiences mm-hmm. than we do yeah that's that i mean that's the same thing for me i i really did like i said notice kizzy's anxious mind bringing up all of the casual um stereotypes kind of like we noticed fred and george kind of having that effect in harry potter that they just the weasley family as purebred pure blood wizards will fall back onto those very casual, very commonplace, but deeply harmful stereotypes. Um, and I did appreciate Rosemary's uh, constant. I think she was a foil for Kizzy in that way because she has all this training and curiosity around interspecies training. And because she's sort of a more reflective person than Kizzy, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. really brings a a wondering aspect of it because she's experiencing all of this for the first time. Final question. What was your favorite vignette slash chapter of this reread? Yeah. um, Hard question. I know. Yeah. Why don't you go first on this one? Since I answered the other two first. Oh, I want to say Port Coriel because I love that chapter. It's so rich, but what I really appreciated this time around I think was, I think when Rosemary just first gets to the ship, I actually reread that last night, trying to come up with some ideas for other Wayfarers wrap up material. And I just found myself lingering over those initial chapter, that initial chapter where she comes to the ship, she meets everybody. Part of it's knowing where they're going. Part of it is they, I think Becky Chambers brings in some stuff that then she doesn't continue talking about, but she just lets hang out in the background and that first meal they all have together around the table where there's an empty seat for Ohan, Corbin comes and sits down and doesn't say anything. And everyone's just like, yep, that's Corbin. Um, Kizzy says some you know, wildly inappropriate things to Sissix and they have kind of like an off the charts conversation. Rosemary has that moment where she doesn't know how to eat the Red Coast bug. It's just, it's like a little microcosm of the entire book. And I love that. So that's my chapter. What about you? Yeah, I think mine is the one where Pei and Kizzy are dismantling the bombs on Pei's ship. I don't remember that chapter at all from the first time I read it, but this time through, I love that whole section 
that it's a very tense section that kind of begins with the Akarak attack mm-hmm. and then ends with them just, you know, with Pei's ship. And it's all kind of one big section. And that part was really, really cool. But especially the part with Kizzy and Pei dismantling the bombs and Pei's very cogent advice about fear and acknowledging it and going, of course, I'm afraid this is a fearful situation. Now let's get on with it. Right. And I, and I think in, in my own life right now, one of the things I'm, I'm really working on is recognizing my emotions and then being okay with the emotions I'm feeling and not trying to like change them because I think I should be feeling something else. Right. And trying to think my way into another emotional state but just living with the emotional state I have and being okay with it and accepting it and then having, and then moving on to something else or, you know, whatever. Um, and I think that that scene really struck me because of that. No, that's beautiful. And that's, that is a great life lesson to take from our favorite Aluan captain. <laughs> Indeed. Right. Thank you for listening to this season finale episode of the podcast for Nerdy Christians. Please give us a rating or review on your favorite podcasting app so others can discover us too. You can find us at nerdychristians.com or on social media, facebook.com slash nerdychristians and on Twitter at nerdychristians where I occasionally tweet bad memes. You can find Adam on Twitter at Rev Adam Thomas or on his website, adamthomas.net. Planar Steel, sequel to last year's Vampire Mist, is out now, where you too can learn how to troll your mother with a dwarven honor name. And as always, you can find both of us right here on the next season of the podcast for Nerdy Christians, where faith meets fandom. As we close another season, may God bless you until we meet again across the internet. May you find the people that complete your party and harmonize your God-given gifts with theirs. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you this day and always. Amen.